Gray Fox. Praise games. Kept you waiting, huh? Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast, where friends jump on a podcast every fortnight, talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and all that sweet, sweet, tasty fandom in between. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever good podcast services are found. Join me on the pod this week. Alex Ferguson once famously said, if you give me 10 blocks of wood and Zidane Zidane, I will bring you the Champions League. Well, I've got Alex Hemming, he's got a couple of planks, let's see what you can do with them. How are you doing, pal? Not too bad, not too bad. That is a lovely introduction, very happy with that one. I, mean, I thought, yeah, yeah, it's football, topical, <laughs> eh? Hey, football. Indeed, yeah, you like that. Indeed, like I that. do. Uh, and secondly, our producer, a man who on the census just wrote one sentence. Do you know what nemesis means? Jonathan Moles, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> I've got a Brexit gimmick this week, I like it. What, I like it. I, well, you, you probably know every line he says in that film. In fact, I think there's there's guys of a certain generation who, if you just pause them for one minute and just said to them, five minutes Turkish, they'll spend the rest of the evening quoting that entire film back to you. They were, they were, I haven't seen Snatch for a long time, but what a film. That's great. I'm going to go watch it now. Next time you ask me what you've been watching, I'm going to be like, yo. Oh, Dags. Oh, oh. Dags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, love it. All right, gentlemen. Well, Mikey is away. Uh, our man in Spain, uh, he he bought a house today, actually. So I don't know what the correct phrase is, but happy housing uh, to you, sir. Maybe you're enjoying this in your new casa um, uh, over in Spain. But gentlemen, answer me this question three. What have you been watching? What have you been playing? And what have you been reading? If you are cultured like that, I'm going to ask our trophy hunter, a man who has over a... Fa- Am I right in thinking, Hemming, that you are in like near the thousands when it comes to Platinums? Oh God, no! Not there, not there yet. I'm on six hundred and fifty-four. I think was my last one. That's still pretty fucking close. It's pretty okay, good. maybe it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm depends, halfway there. That's your scale, but but yeah, you're getting there. Get this. Anyway, before I embarrass myself on on more shit metrics, what are you um what you been playing, pal, or watching or reading? So in terms of playing, uh, I will go through a little bit first, but I got a big one that I want to jump into, and I'm sure you'll pop right. in Ooh, on that uh, one as well. Okay. Uh, I played Siphon Filter Two again. So that's <laughs> come out as part of the PS Plus deal as the is premium. The guy called Gabe Logan. He is. I don't know why that, that name came into my head, but Gabe Logan. It's because it's one of the best names ever in video games. Gabriel okay. Logan. It's Any other? Okay, amazing. I know I'm putting you on the spot, and we'll go into your things in a moment. <laughs> but best best protagonist video name, video game name. <sighs> I mean, it's hard to be Gabriel Logan because that's on the spot. But that's all I, I can mean, think about. I think that's all I can think of now. Big okay. Boss, Solid Snake, classic names. But yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Every Metal Gear one. character had the pain. <laughs> Max, Max Payne. Max Payne. Max oh, that's Payne. good. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The film sucks, but yeah. Um, okay, throughout <laughs> the pod, you're allowed to randomly just shout the name of a cool name for a video game protagonist, and that way you can just spot spice on it. Sorry, gonna have been to look into that. Built too. Uh, it's all right. It is bloody hard i had like the mass most massive wave of nostalgia come over me as i started this game because this is the one that i played a lot as a kid and i never beat it and i can see why because it is balls hard like it's ridiculous it does not give you any leeway and it doesn't help that the shooting mechanics are bad because yeah, it's, it's before, the early 2000s. Joystick, yeah, no dual stick, right? No, they still, I think they still would have had dual sticks at the time, but they didn't know properly how to use them yet. Right, I see. So to aim, you have to hold L1 
to then move across here and then press R1 to shoot. And that means that you're standing perfectly still while trying to aim as other people shoot you. It's a bit of a bit of a nightmare, but thankfully the rewind feature got abused. So that was good. Uh, but then the big one I've been playing, I took it, I bit the bullet, I jumped right back in. Cyberpunk 2077 oh, is great. It's actually really good. It? It's actually fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah, turns out they did fix it. Um, why did they release it in the state it was in? Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Uh, let's, look let's, look let's look forward. Let's look forward. It's, I love it. I absolutely love it. I started off as a nomad. I don't know what you picked to start with. Uh, street Kid. Ah, Street Kid. So for me... Sorry, Street Rat. Street Rat. Aladdin <laughs> style. Um, I was out in the wilds. I didn't even know you could explore outside Night City. So yeah, when like I was... a whole area. Yeah. When I started off in this big Mad Max desert environment, I was like, this is incredible. Um, the character designs are brilliant. Uh, what I noticed, just little things that I really enjoyed, like the NPCs... Usually when you're playing a GTA game, you'll see the same NPC 20 times within, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you're comparing a game that's, like, 10 years prior to this. But Well, I'm still... Yeah, I know. Still. Uh, that's their fault for not releasing a game since then. Um, <laughs> as I was walking down the street, I was just trying to pick out duplicates. I did eventually find a couple, but it took me a good, like, minute or so of walking down the street before I yeah. noticed a different NPC. Um, the haptic feedback on the PS5 version Beautiful. is amazing, especially when driving the car. I love when you're driving and it changes gears and you feel the clunk of like you're putting down on the shift. Ah, love it. Um, and all the guns feel fantastic. The tech guns that you charge up and fire. I enjoy I don't, my I don't tech use any shotgun. Of them. I haven't used any of them. Have you not? No, I'm a, I'm a, so my, sorry, Miles, we're going to have to go a little bit inside baseball yeah, to sorry, talk dude. about cyberpunk for a minute. But so uh, <laughs> my, my, first of all, my build is I'm a street rat, mm-hmm. as mentioned. Um, I'm focusing more of my time on reflexes. And also, if you're not using quick hacks oh, for yes. every attack, then you're not playing the game right. And um, so I'm focusing all my effort and street cred on making sure that I have cold blood and a damn good katana. So I am essentially a ninja oh, when I'm chopping melee. off heads constant. Yep. Um, however, I do have a light machine gun, which is great for just distance. And I do have a shotty for when things get a little bit personal. Um, but I did unlock one weapon, which I need. This is not a spoiler. In this game, it's similar to any open world game where it can be ambiguous with your gender and ambiguous with your sexuality. You can go fuck, right? So, of course... Of course. I'm, I'm a lovable rogue. I'm a bit of a scamp. I'm a bit of a horny bugger from time to time. So, yes, of course, I've fucked everything good at games. I thought it was hilarious to watch <laughs> these cutscenes of just, like, a first-person view while you're banging this person. Um, don't look at me like that. You're all very happy to talk about Pokemon. You're happy to battle each other. But when I say, what ones you got to get off, then you get quiet. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> um, anyway, you actually, uh, after a certain number of conquests, um, you are left in the room with your person... Or, sorry, of your person's left. And I found a weapon on the side and it's actually the most powerfulest blunt instrument in the game it has like over 550 attack and it will stun anyone it's a non-lethal weapon it just so happens to be a four foot long dildo so it's just hilarious when like when people charge towards me i just go wabom It's, it's turned all Saints Row in here. I didn't know that that was going to be a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, sure, exactly. exactly. Um, but anyway, that uh, sexual deviance aside, I generally love, love the game. Um, I will say this on Cyberpunk is that 
I have rarely experienced an open world game where there is so much variety in the side quests. And yeah, I've uh, not really got my teeth into those yet. Uh, I've only mate, been. I've just tasty. finished the first mission for Dexter Deshawn. I'm only about four or five hours in, so I can't wait to get properly into it. You know when, and we're going to talk a little bit about classic GTA games in the news um, in a moment. But um, do you know when you played those classic GTA games and you were so happy just doing all the side missions in part of the bit? You go right. Yeah. I never go to the mansion. I'm gonna unlock the next story mission, but I've got lots of little side missions to do here. You get that feeling in Cyberpunk of you know what? I know the next step of the story. I don't care. I'm actually having so much fun doing each of these side missions to the point that I am massively OP'd uh, where I'm at at the moment because I've got so many perks and things like that that when I go do the story mission, I love like that. It's, it's it's pretty easy. But love it. the the point is is that <coughs> so I'm getting over a sickness. Um, but the point is with the game is there's so much variety to be had that if you don't like a particular functional system that's all good brother don't play that part go find something else to do you know i've I'll, I'll give you just a snippet of some of the varieties that i've done in the side missions recently there's a taxi service that you can use to take you around the city it's powered by an ai that ai goes rogue you can do a mission where you're tracking down taxis that have gone rogue and then you basically have to dismantle them and if you do enough of them eventually you unlock the ability to get a taxi for free anywhere in the city um if you uh there's the uh, everyone has cybernetics in the game that's like kind of things like a dark future and there are certain people who have gone rogue with their cybernetics so you can have missions where you're just a manhunter hunting them down uh you can go steal cybernetics from people so the idea is that you have to go knock someone out and take their eye um there's there's so much variety of stealth driving attacking bartering purchasing influencing there's so many interconnecting systems that it's generally a masterpiece yeah i'm gonna say it and uh, this is someone who who done a lot of jokes at the expense of this game um and hot damn it guys you deserve your sequel we'll talk about that in the news as well fantastic anyway hemming i'm sorry i interrupted you. no mate are you what else just is going on in your home? you basically said a lot of the stuff that i would like to say and hopefully i feel the same way after playing for a few more hours because yeah just a taste of it has been incredible so far i will say it, it can still be improved like art is never complete it's just abandoned but i will say that there are very few vehicles that actually feel smooth in this game like driving is a bit of a ball like I, as a nomad the default car you get it as a nomad is one of the best cars in the game yeah it's pretty good i'm enjoying uh, that car so far yeah every like, like the general standard vehicle you get in it feels like you're driving a tank it's, it's pretty jank right. but um you can unlock stuff very very quickly um and there's so many different directions you can go in, right? So, anyway, I feel like we could do a whole cyberpunk <laughs> podcast. Maybe we'll have to. After we played a few more hours, maybe we'll have to come back to that. Love it, love um, it. Uh, what's, what are you watching or, pl- or reading? So, watching, because it is the, it is the spooky month, it is the it spooky is the month spookies. now, uh, I've decided that I have to finish Ash vs. Evil Dead. I've been watching it in bits, and I've just never sat down and watched the whole thing. So, I've decided this is the month where I finally sit down and watch the whole thing. I've just finished season one again, which I've watched it before, but I need to do it in order. Uh, so looking forward to where that goes, because it's just it's just fun. It is gory, stupid fun, and Bruce Campbell being a dick, and I love it. <laughs> Hot damn, more Campbell in life. Absolutely. I want some more mole in life. Uh, Molesy, uh, what's been going on in the mole hole? Have you been watching or playing, or, or has it been a busy uh, not, mole? Not, not much recently. We've been the house of plague. We were struck by COVID again. Turns out it's still a thing. So there we go. Yeah, uh, but Boris told me it was over. So yeah, well, apart from that, uh, not too much actually. Yeah, just recovery. Haven't been 
playing that much. Did a little bit, did a little bit more death loop getting into that. I just want to finish it now. I'm kind of bored of it. You want to close the loop? I do want to close it. I want to do the final did you, loop. Have you been enjoying it a little bit more? Because last time you were pretty <laughs> down on it. Yeah, I just. I because I, I got to the point where I'd, where I had invested about ten hours in it. I'm just like about well, I'm a third to the halfway. That's through. the ratio where you either stop. Or this is it. And I'm like, there's a lot more stuff that I need to do. So I was like, hmm. So I did a bit more stuff, and now I'm invested. But you know, when I once I finish this, <laughs> once I'm finished with this, I'm uninstalling it because. I like I, I like the Fair fact enough. that there's there is replayability as you go through the story. You have to go to the same place different times of the day, and again after doing different things. You know, there's only four areas to go there. It's not a massive open world game. There's like four little kind of maps. Let's call them maps. So it's like you just have to keep redoing it. Oh. And I need to go and do the other bit, but at night time, etc. So I have invested enough time because you said it's good. It's good. Get some abilities and all that and invested time. Feels fun. I will finish it eventually because I've invested in it. And then I will be putting that one to bed. And then that's, we'll leave it at that. Um, I played some Minecraft with my kids. Oh, lovely. My kids wanted to get into Minecraft. So I played a bit of Minecraft. They were running around looking at the sky and looking at the floor. They can't do dual thumbsticks. They'll get there. They'll get there. Yeah, I, I need to break out a net. Poor Patrol <laughs> on a roll. Yeah, that is no, the it, game. It, that is the gateway drug for kids to get into games. Go. I just you need something simple, you know, up, down, left, right, or just left and right and jump. I need Mario. That's what I need. I need Mario. There you go, but not like Odyssey because that'll probably confuse them because that's a bit too three D. Not working three D, but yeah, yeah. My yeah. kids hate. Well, they, my kids love Odyssey, but they can't play it very well. But there's one particular song called um, oh, "One Up Superstar." I think it's what it's called, and it slaps. It's, it's the main. It's the main theme, right? Oh my Jump god. Don't be scared. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's it's a banger. Um so we just sit there and just listen to that soundtrack constantly because it is so good. It's so charming as well. It's like so charming about a good Mario I think, game. I think I need to break the Wii out and get Mario on the go. I think. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, yes. I think they're trying to bite off more than they can chew at the minute. But yeah, that, that I've not been playing much. But I did week weekend before last go to the cinema to watch a film called Smile. Oh, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's not, yeah, what's it's not too bad. It um okay, so there's this psychiatrist lady and she has this like emergency patient come in and she's doing her thing in this room and then this this person kills themselves. Okay, like literally right in front of this psychiatrist lady, she's like splashing her throat. Um, and it transpires that these people are being like possessed by like a demon, and the person who sees the the the, the person who sees the person other person kill themselves, it then gets passed on to them. And then there's like it transpires that there's this ch- massive chain of people witnessing um, suicides, and then that's how this demon is kind of feasting and, and being kept alive spoiler alert spoiler alert you asked what it was like. <laughs> you asked me that's what it's about yeah. tell you. <laughs> um, reviews are pretty good not too bad it's kind of like it's a 7 out of 10 film but it's scary movie season so there's a lot more yeah spooky out. I like um, it yeah I like it I, I want to go and see the new Halloween film I'm hoping 
Hopefully that, yes, Halloween ends. Um, hopefully it does end this time because I don't even know what number Halloween goes It won't there. end. <laughs> it, I think well, it might end for Jamie Lee Curtis, to be fair. Um, well, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't got any spoilers. But, um, yeah, it's supposed to be like a... It's weird, isn't it? Because they've gone, right, we've done a new Halloween movie, which is supposed to be the sequel to Halloween if Halloween 2 never existed. Yeah, and all the other spin-offs and all the other random stories. Yeah, yeah. So they're basically saying that from Halloween, the first movie, they have done a sequel to it recently. Mm. They've done a sequel to that called Halloween Kills, like Machete. Machete Kills. I can't wait for (laughs) Machete in space. Make it happen, Danny Trejo. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And now this is the final of that conclusion of a trilogy with uh, Halloween Ends. Well, there we go. We, we we will see if this is the very ending or if they're going to reboot it in like three years' time because... Oh, it's, it's definitely the latter. That's definitely... Yeah. Uh, but it's Halloween spooky season, isn't it? So, yeah, that's, it, I'm all about the horror in a minute. Nice, nice. Well, um, you know, as Hemming mentioned, I'm I'm on a similar ride as him when it comes to cyberpunk. That is a ride-or-die game. I honestly, like, I eat my words. They turned it around. Hot damn, they made a good game. Um, in terms of watching, similar to Miles, I went to the, the cinema or kinema, depending on where you are in the world. Um, and actually, there's a north, I think there's a north-south divide here, right? Now, me and Holly, my wife, she is from the north. I don't judge her for it, but anyway. Um, we talk about when we say I'm going to the cinema, she doesn't say the cinema. She calls it the pictures. And, ah, I, just, okay. and, and yeah, I don't know yeah. if this is like a north-south divide thing. Um, also, we're all from different parts of, of the world, except me and Moles. We lived in Essex together. But, Heming, you're from somewhere else. I and am. I'm gonna ask, <laughs> I, I, thank you. Um, I Thank you for confirming. No problem. I, I, every place I've worked, I ask this question, and I'm always fascinated by the answers. And I'm going to actually put it out to the people on our podcast uh, to let us know this. When you're a child, did you play a game where you would go run up to uh, a stranger's door, knock on it, and then disappear. Yes. What did you call that game? It was very basically called Knockador Run. Uh, yeah, some people say, see, I, I called it Knockdown Ginger. I don't know why. Mm. That's what I called it. Miles, what did you Still, call it? I think we used to call it Knock Knock Ginger. I don't know where the ginger come from. Where's yeah, the ginger know. come from? No idea. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm interested anyway. Listeners, tell us, what did you call that game? I've got like a thing, which I'll show another time because we're, we spend too long this intro. I've, <laughs> I've generally asked people like, in France, and they've told me what they've called it, and it's all very different names. Obviously, in French, but they've told me the translation. Um, <laughs> I look forward to your for thesis. It. Yeah, this is this is what I spend all my time doing. Um, please don't fly. We, should, uh, no, we so- should also ask the questions. Do you call it the cinema or the pictures? Because that's going to bug me. Because the pictures is a very generational thing, isn't it? Yeah, I called it the cinema. The cinema. It was it's never pictures. Yeah, so so I I not to not to name drop. Uh, I speak to Helen O'Hara, who's uh, the editor at large of Empire Magazine. I asked her, I asked her that question on my podcast. I was like, "What do you call it?" She goes, "It really doesn't matter, Adam." And I was just like, "No, it does. <laughs> God damn it!" Anyway, I went to the cinema and uh, I called as it was leaving on its final run. I don't know what they call it. You know, when it's like it's kind of done its time, but they're doing like the odd showing because it's there and they're making some money, and because it's Halloween. I watched Nope. Uh, the Jordan Peele movie, um, which if you like your Jordan Peele movies, you're going to love this. Um, is it the best Jordan Peele movie? Ooh, I would say no. It's got some really interesting things to tell, as always with the Jordan Peele movie. Um, I can't ruin I don't want to spoil the, the film, but essentially it's about a family in uh, in America who are horse 
wranglers for movies that's their speciality they provide horses for films and the father of the family passes away and his son who's played by daniel kalua is going to inherit the business and horses are disappearing and there's something in the sky which is causing a bit of commotion what's going on here and there's a big link to sci-fi that's all i'm going to say um yes as with the jordan pill movie there is racial undertones there is definitely a more than one meaning to everything the cast is absolutely incredible you've got Stephen yen um from um the walking dead and all that sort of stuff and um and i can't remember the lady's name there's an actress in it who's absolutely incredible as well i think her name's kiki something but she's absolutely brilliant as well um lots of it's just it's just a great great movie um you know is it the best one no i really do think us is the best jordan peele movie get out it's fantastic as well uh, but again yeah highly recommend it still it's still in very very good company in regards to other things that i've been watching uh, house of dragon uh, that's getting very close to its finale now Everyone's been kind of saying, eh, it's not that good. It has been getting better and better and better. It is on a par with early Game of Thrones now. I need to Highly check it out. If, it. If, you, if you're saying it's at that sort of level, I might have to check it out because I've been one of these that that last season of Game of Thrones just burnt me out so bad that I'm, I was like, I'm done. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. There's, only, there's obviously connecting tissue to Game of Thrones, as in this is set about seven or eight generations before... The, the characters of Game of Thrones. So there is connecting tissues of surnames and family traits and all that sort of stuff. There is one thing which you know has been wrote into this show as a, look, people really fucking hate the finale. Can you please just do something to connect some of the lore together? I don't think this is a spoiler to say because it's in the pilot of the first episode and it connects into the entire show of Game of Thrones. The king, at that particular moment in time in the era that uh, House of the Dragon is set in, has the knife. You know the knife they use to kill White Walkers with? He has it in his possession. And he says on the day of uh, announcing his heir to the throne, he has a conversation with that person and says, this knife has been in the hand of the King of Westeros for hundreds of years. One day there is going to be a threat. And one day, this is the weapon that will save us all. You must keep this to your grave, though. And it's just like, a no, we did kind of plan it. There is a, there is law behind this. And, oh, don't look. We, don't remind us of that terrible finale season. Um, but once you get past that shit, it's, all, it's the stuff you love about Game of Thrones, right? It's about um, it's suspense. It's about backstabbing families. It's about succession with dragons, okay? Over who is going to get the damn throne. Everyone hates each other. Everyone's planning against each other. Everyone's fucking... It's it's exactly what you want in a Game of Thrones show. Um, if you just wait one more week, because we're at the finale next week, Hemming, that's the get in. Then you get your binge on. Right, Paddy Con- and I will say this, Paddy Constantine, who plays the, the, the main king of the Targaryen family, the patriarch of that family, holy crap, that man deserves all the awards. He is, you know when you watch a proper actor, you know, and they just, they kind of look at the camera and in your head, they're looking at you going, acting. And you're like, yes, boy. Yes, boy. Yes, that's that's good acting, sir. He is knocking it out of the park. He is absolutely incredible. Is he Charles uh, Dance levels? He is. He's up there. Ooh, he is up okay. there, Charles. Right. Yeah, like seriously. Okay. I'm talking Patrick Stewart level. Ooh, okay. Right. Have you ever seen, there's this clip of an American dad where Patrick Stewart, literally it's a picture, it's a video clip of Patrick Stewart pretending to be asleep. And then he wakes up and goes, I bet you thought I was asleep. Acting. 
And I was like, that's it. That is it. Anyway, gentlemen, 22 minutes in. And that's not without a, that's, that's without a rant about an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, I think it's fair to say that the fox is in. Right, gentlemen, let's start off with... Uh, let's be a little bit PlayStation. Let's talk about PlayStation first. Uh, Hemming, I'm going to ask you to, to lead us on this one. It's raining games, mm. uh, as the song goes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, what, what is coming on PlayStation Plus, well, as the French would say? in PlayStation Plus, next month, we've got Dragon Quest XI, and it's a shame that Mike isn't here, because he would wax lyrical about that game, as he has done many times on this podcast. It's a fantastic, classic, turn-based JRPG. Akira Toriyama of the Dragon Ball Z fame does all the character design, monster design. So it looks great, sounds great, plays great. Uh, Speaking of, kind of plays okay now, GTA Vice City. (laughs) It's the definitive edition, GTA Vice City. Um, It's fixed, so it's okay now. It's a 20-odd-year-old game. It's just getting better off in the past. Well, yeah, it's still got some clunk to it, but I still have the nostalgia. I would be very interested to hear what somebody who'd never played it back then feels of it now. That would be quite interesting. Ooh, yeah, because there's a lot of young people now, isn't there's, there? There's young, too young many people young people these it. days. Yeah. Um, and then the third game that they're giving in the uh, essential tier is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Michael Let's not happy. go on too much of a ramp. <laughs> I, have, I have to say, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, for me, is one of the greatest games of all time. Like, I, know, I, know, I, I, I generally trilogy. love it. Uh, I yeah. agree. It's the best of that trilogy where they went all RPG. Um, the Greek theme of it is fantastic when they delve into the mythology. Some of the boss fights, are not to spoil, but it goes into the mythology. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that game. And then if you move on to the other tiers, they've announced for the... Uh, I can never remember what the middle one is, but... Um, extra. The extra tier. We've got a lot more Dragon Quest. They've released both of the Heroes games, which are the Dynasty Warriors spin-off games. So Dragon Quest Heroes, uh, the World Tree Woe, or whatever that silly side title of it is. And then the sequel, and two Dragon Quest Builders games, which are kind of little Minecraft village building games in the Dragon Quest style. Both very fun. Both have a story mode to them. Um, the first game and the second... I think they're still selling for like 40 quid a pop. So these aren't like just little giveaways that they're giving us here. These are big ones. Um, and then more Assassin's Creed. As if we didn't have enough Assassin's Creed. They've I love literally, it. I want AC coming out my ears. I think every single Assassin's Creed game is now available on PS Plus. Because they announced that Syndicate will be available and Chronicles will now be available. So I... Genuine and Assassin's Creed 3 remastered. I legitimately think everything is on there now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so Mikey's going to be getting his binge on and he's going to oh, review yeah, everything in very, very minute detail <laughs> next mm. show. Uh, look, I, I, to be honest, all you needed to do was put the most recent games on there and the XO collection and you're sorted. Um, so this is great. Thank you, Ubisoft. Keep keep it coming. Uh, I don't know what they else they've say- got. <laughs> Well, they did say they're going to launch 50 games by the end of this year uh, on PlayStation Plus via Ubisoft. And it's all, it's all Assassin's Creed. All 50. Uh, just I mean, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> as, as, as a massive fan of the series, I'm, I'm ecstatic. But there's also been Watch Dogs 2. That's true, yeah. yeah. Which is a Ubisoft uh, franchise as well. I think it won't be long before um, Watch Dogs, uh, what's the third one called? Legion. I think that'll be on that there. That was very good. Have we had all the Far Cry games yet? 
We had a they put on Far Cry Blood 3 and Blood Dragon. Uh, I don't think 5 is on there yet, and uh, 6 won't be on for a so- while. So- Sony are basically saying, please don't, we need to have games for the sales. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome well like you say there is a ton of stuff coming out on there um also actually on the free subscription gamey world uh, game pass has been announced for a the oculus quest 2 uh, now you might think that sounds incredible adam and i said i think you're right and then i had done a bit of snooping um, turns out no vr games are on game pass so it's just playing the game using the oculus rift platform which is still cool but it's using the cloud-based streaming part not so cool. Mm. And then the second part is if you, I think the Venn diagram of people that have an Oculus Quest and would have Game Pass would already have a machine capable of playing Game Pass, either that being an Xbox or a tablet that connects to it or a PC. Ergo, you're not probably get like the Venn diagram of anyone actually getting value from this is probably very, 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 very small. Um, but anyway, back onto the uh, the PlayStation world. Um, last week in North America, they launched the PlayStation Rewards scheme. I don't know if it's available in Europe yet, but I know it came. Out I last believe week in it comes out either today or tomorrow morning. It's it's around about now. We'll start getting it. Yeah. So we're now, we're now trying to find out the truth of what this is. Now, for the uninitiated, during the last state of play, they announced this new uh, reward system where in return for the playing of games you will get rewards these rewards take the shape of not nfts but digital assets of which you own not nfts um we're not absolutely no no, no they're, they're collectibles not nfts they're collectibles, not NFTs, yes. and they're exclusive that you can use to have an access to. And they hope that this is something you'll carry with you throughout your entire PlayStation journey. Um, we have now learned that, uh, due to them being available in other regions, that there are that the these are awarded via various activities. They have said this is not a money spinner. However, do you want to know one of the achievements for um, getting a PlayStation reward? Go for it. Would you like to know it? Go for it. Buy a game. Okay, that's There's literally that right. a PlayStation achievement to say buy a fucking game, and they said <laughs> it's not about money. Well, yeah. But at least it's only one game. It's like buy 15 games or something. <laughs> what? Well, now you're starting. Yeah, yeah, I could see Moles is going absolutely. Yeah. He's spitting feathers here. You can't see him, but he's actually seeing I, oh, I, I just look. I just read the the main points on the page. The digital collectibles, okay. Yeah. For me personally, nah. No, nah, bruv. It's like, and, and Capcom are, are, are pain in the ass for doing it. It's like, oh, here's a, here's an in-game figurine. You know, here's it. Oh, you've unlocked a figurine. Or, oh, look, oh, Resident God, Evil were terrible for it. Here you go. Oh, look, here's, here's a little figurine 3D thing. You can spin it around and have a look at it. Don't care. I Honestly, bruv, I do not care about digital collectibles. Okay? Sorry, Fleming. Yeah. I know you're a joke about that. Sense of achievement, <laughs> but... A little thing that I can look at on my TV. Now, I'd rather have a physical thing on my shelf. Oh, I I'd say awesome. the only way how you get Hemming interested and Capcom do this on Resident Evil games, I don't know if they're doing anything else, but I can confirm because I popped the achievement for this, or the trophy for this, I should say, is you need to look at every collectible. So you have to it never open actually it up. pay too much attention. It's just scroll, scroll, Spin scroll. Around, then move on, move on, move on, move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I do, it's games that do that just drive me batty, as I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Bonus content in games. And if it's something yeah. I can use in the game whilst playing the game, don't care. 
It's not for me, bruv. And then also earn points. Basically, they should have just said, this is the Tesco club card of PlayStation. That's yeah. basically it, yeah. Just say, You've why are they pretty pretty so nicely. cryptic about it? Ooh, PlayStation stuff. Well, for you. Yeah. It's like, no, you spend, you earn points. You play games. You might do like weekly like little achievements in certain games. You earn points. Points being prizes. Fine. Give me something back. Points being prizes, you know. Oh, I've got ten thousand points that can get me, you know, twenty quids worth of credit or whatever the exchange rate will be. Well, I, I heard something about the exchange rate. I don't know if you've got this news, Flinty, but apparently it's something like uh, you have to spend one thousand eight hundred pounds before you qualify for a free game. Wow! And in terms of and that's how many which, points uh, you have to based pay. on the based on the current exchange rate, that's about twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> or it will be very soon yeah yeah just every time Liz Truss opens her mouth it's just it's just even less dollars um, but yeah yeah, I didn't know that was the exact amount but it's I knew it was that, a yeah. the barrier of entry is is, is massive um, look let's face it the fact that uh, they have not really discussed it since um, the announcement the fact that it has been launching around the world and we have not been hearing about this anywhere really shows how much faith Sony really have in this they know the backlash from this not many people are jazzed about it I just put it in the news because I generally thought it was funny that they have an achievement called buy a game I'll tell you <laughs> it's like Krusty the Clown saying hey kids if you go get your, credit, your parents credit card that's how we're going to have fun <laughs> I'll tell you this I wouldn't be surprised if it does these digital collectibles end up linking in with something in their VR like you'll be able to place them in your bedroom in your VR 2 PlayStation Home or whatever version they make of their metaverse Something along those lines wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, you're right. That does sound like a gross thing they would do. But the yeah. people that are going to be buying and affording, I should say, because we don't know the price, let's face it, it's going to be expensive. It'll be the VR2 will probably have, like, you know, the the master collection. It's basically just Logan top. Paul on his own with his NFTs that are devalued. Did you hear about him? He bought, like, an yeah. NFT for something like £600,000. It's now worth £10. Poor Could have happened to a nicer bloke. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, and let's move away from that let's talk about some some positive stuff so uh, God of War Ragnarok has gone gold which begs the next question what the fuck is gold and do we care about it <laughs> um, so my understanding is that gold basically means it's ready to ship it is uh, and uh, based on early playthroughs is that it's of a good standard as in like it's past everything it's it's going to be good that's the only thing I, I get from that Hemming is that correct that seems to be what it is yeah gold just means that it's ready now to go out to print so for physical copies that is the version that goes out for physical copies. Um, it doesn't. So mean they make it sound like it's actually an achievement. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it means the dev is the dev and the testing is done. You know, it's ready for release. That's, why, that's basically what it means. Yeah, but sure, every game's gold. Then that's the thing. I think it's never. It never really got talked about until the past few years, and I think it's just because so many games got delayed that this is more a way to say it's not going to get delayed anymore. It's actually coming. I, I think that's oh, all. I it is think now. that's what it is nowadays. Like, yeah. you know. 10 years ago where probably more well, to me was- I always affiliate it with award ceremonies as in it's the it's the, it's, it's one it's like it's been announced we've done some playthroughs and some people have demoed it and based on the people that have been demoing on the shop floor of this conference this is the game of the show sort of thing well it, going gold 10 plus years ago was this is ready to go out there's no more delays we've hit all our achievement we've done our milestones it's good to go but nowadays, with the likes of day one patches, it doesn't really matter it's gone gold. It just means, like Hemming says, there's no more delays. 
And if there is anything that needs tweaking or sorting out, then they'll just do a day one patch. Which they They'll will. probably will there, do. There anyway. will be a day one patch. Absolutely, there always is nowadays. Even if it's tiny, so it just means there's no delays, which is good news. Yeah, I think yes. it used to just be an in-house thing. Like they make a big celebration of the dev team and go, "Great guys, we've gone gold. This is fantastic. The game's ready to ship." And they never really publicised it. But now it needs to be publicised that a game is actually going to come out. It's because, <laughs> we need content it's because of you know all the games that get delayed. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's an announcement saying. We're on track for release day. Honestly, if I I'm, I'm I say this as someone who wants to play the game, I'm surprised they haven't pushed this to next year just so that they're not in the same conversation as Elden Ring for game of the year. Oh, I don't think they ma- I don't think they care. I really don't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> It'll need to be something to beat. Elden I mean, to be fair, like- I mean we had I mean I had the same. I mean, you know, Spider Man was released in the same category and year as. Um, as God of War, and they were like, damn you to each other, right? Not in a bad way. It was like, oh, sucks. And we're like Nadal and Federer at the same time, you yeah. know, like, oh, you know, one cannot be appreciated without being in the glow of the other. Um, but uh, but fair place them. Anyway, uh, so there we go. I suppose that answers the, the mystery of gold because I'm pretty sure, like, uh, a lot of people like me would have heard that news going, oh, what does that mean? Oh, it just means nothing really and it doesn't really matter because it'll be patched anyway if it wasn't ready anyway let's let's move on mr hideo kojima love that man he has been uh, he's been teasing his next game um he's been doing lots of things recently actually he's been tweeting lots of lego um it's nice if you want to see the lego he's been tweeting i like lego uh, but also he has been hinting at his next project his next project is uh working with an actress uh, i can't remember the lady's name but she has been working Elf in a number Manning. of films Elle Fanning, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, good, good, good spot on this. Um, she was in, um, oh, what's it called? The no, TV show on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, there's a TV show on Amazon with Luke Evans, and uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, Carnaby Row, I think that was called. Um, anyway, she's an excellent actress. <laughs> More importantly, um, actually, yes, I don't. You ever seen the War of the Worlds? Tom Cruise movie. The Tom Cruise one. That was a. No. 2005, 2004. Was she in that? She was the kid. Wow. Um, yeah. Huh. Uh, so anyway, anyway, she's um, she's going to be the the main star in uh, in Hideo Kojima's game. We don't know what that is yet. There is speculation that this could be a Silent Hill game that him and Konami have got back together and said you can go at it, yeah, lovable rogue. Um, some people are speculating this could be the sequel to Death Stranding because. Um, Norman Reedus, the actor who plays the main guy, Jeff Bridges, where his name was, uh, I think that was his name. Um, Sam Bridges, no, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> he's another he's, actor. Uh, he's, he's an actual actor. Um, everyone's got the same names nowadays. That's true. Um, anyway, Norman Reedus, in an interview recently whilst promoting the latest upcoming season of the final season of The Walking Dead, has just said in an interview, yeah, I'm working on Death Stranding 2. And people are like, we weren't asking for that, but thank you, Norman. <laughs> so he has been talking about Death Stranding 2, uh, so maybe it's to do with that. Uh, obviously, Kojima Studios is now in a position where they are have expanded to the point where they can work on more than one IP. Hideo Kojima has also been going around the world flashing his legs to various studios to the point where Microsoft are like, hey, you're going to work with us and do us a project, right? And he goes, yeah, sure. And PlayStation are like, you're going to still keep doing us that Death Stranding? Yeah, sure. And he's also promoting this next game as well. So who knows what it's actually going to be. He's also got the Metal Gear Solid movie in development at the moment, um, which we've been watching Wait, with eagle eyes. Legitimately, that's actually happening? Yes, uh, yes. My God. Cast, Solid, Solid Snake's been cast. Oscar Isaacs is going to be playing uh, of course, Solid Snake. Of course, Snake. Oscar Isaacs, of course. 
he's amazing um and also the director is the guy who directed um kong now this is the only thing i'm not so stoked about this kind of stuff so i'm going to go into it being being a, a film nerd of i hate it when a project gets put together because an actor really wants to do the role and they found the director reason why is because you don't have a story you don't have a script at that point. You then go hire a script writer and then you go hire the people to make the story. And then you have a timeline because the studio will say, oh, we want to go into production in 2024. All right, cool. So I personally believe all good projects do not start with a handsome person. It doesn't start with a great director. It starts with a great story. Yes, okay, you can argue that Metal Gear Solid has a great story already. They're just adapting it. But the point is, is that you really need to have that perfect script, that perfect story outline, and then go find your solid snake and then go find your director or whatever order you want to do it in. So, I mean, Marvel literally have just stopped a project with Blade because they went and got Mashala Ali, who's fantastic casting. I can't say there's not better casting in the world for Blade. But they went and found their director and they still don't like the story. So they've gone, you know what? We're going to stop for a minute. We're going to write the story. Then we'll come back to the drawing board. Yes, Mashallah Ali, you're still Blade, but everything else is is up for grabs now. And uh, I, that's what I'm worried about. We're going to have a really shit movie that's got a great director and a great lead, leading man playing the star. I'm amazed that Konami have allowed this to happen in a good way because they yeah. don't... And for Kojima to actually be involved with it as well, that's... Okay, all right. You have yeah. I mean, Kojima picked the Kojima picked the director. All right. Um, yeah. So like, and every night, like, I follow. He's a Dutch gentleman. Um, I keep fo- I follow him on Twitter. He keeps. He literally has just spent the last like two or three years just tweeting and talking about his project. So you know, Boss Logic, the the um, concept art mm, guy. Yeah. Um, he is constantly doing artwork for him mm. of like, ah, oh, here's how a sniper wolf could look and uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. So like, I am really jazzed about it, but the one smell, which I don't like the smell of, which is we don't have a story yet. Like we don't have like that kind of stuff yet. Yeah. And it's like, that's the most important thing to me. Like, in all honesty. No, I'm with you. I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised they've allowed it because let's just have a think about all of the movies. Video game adaptations is the new comic book adaptation. Think of all of them that have come out in the past five, ten years. There's been yeah. a lot. There's been some good ones. There's been some terrible ones. Let's just hope it's not in that pot. <laughs> yeah, I think every studio wants to have they, they look they're thinking look comics are tapped out like you base every comic book franchise has either been purchased or already committed to making a big screen adaptation they've realized wait a minute if there's a whole medium that people can go consume outside of the the medium of film or tv then you're going to have really high engagement and a real loyal fan base if you get it right so it's only a natural conclusion. I mean, it's, it's gone into TV already, right? We've got The Last of Us TV show coming out very, very I soon. I can't wait for that. <laughs> and it looks fantastic, it right? Pedro Pascal looks incredible in those trailers. The music, I don't even care. I have no love for those games. I don't, if those, like, I, I appreciate the art form, but I honestly, like, I, I'm not the sort of person who sits in and goes, I play Last of Us every year because I want to cry. You know, I'm not that sort of person. <laughs> Fair play to the people that do. I might be replaying it again soon because I've got it coming through the rentals. Well, yeah, exactly right. And so, like, Last of Us, we've got the Horizon TV show. It's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, the Cyberpunk TV show has done excellent um, to the point where, actually, I bet those bloody 
you know, developers who had to join that earnings call when they announced Cyberpunk is getting getting a sequel. Um, they were like, "Oh, I was dreading this call about a month ago, but because our uh, we went like that in terms of uh, concurrent players because of the TV show, it's now a very good uh, success story." Um, and so everyone is looking for it, and everyone's trying to snap up whatever franchises they can. So I'm not surprised, but you know, to Miles's point, it's like give it in eighteen months' time half of the TV shows or movies that are in pop culture will have some form of connecting tissue to a video game, just like most stuff connects to a comic book of some kind now. All right. Anyway, sorry, gentlemen, what would you like Mr. Kojima's next project to be? Ooh, what would I like it to be or what do I think yeah, it like is? Well, <laughs> say what you think. Well, if, you, if you've got two, great. Okay. Tell me what you either like or think. I think it's going to be Death Stranding 2. He's, there seems to have been a lot of hints. He likes dropping little hints. People were posting up the pictures of the photos of Elle Fanning next to the pictures of uh, BB from Death Stranding 1 in the little jar pulling a pose. And they're like, oh, Elle Fanning's doing that exact same pose. So they think she's going to be the grown-up version of the baby from Death Stranding. So that sounds like what it's going to be. I want it to be what PT was going to be. I want it to be that Silent Hill game. It never will be. But you said Konami have given him to do the movie. Can they give him Silent Hill again, please? See, he's got please. a decent enough working relationship with him still. People think it's like fucking you're dead to me. But well, the fact did, that he was allowed, they did do some horrible stuff to kick him out. Oh, they did. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they're. I'm not saying they're. Um, they're on besties. But the fact that he is allowed to go be a producer on the Metal Gear Solid movie shows that there is some goodwill. So I can hold out hope. That's what I. That's what I hope it is. Fair enough. I think. Uh, I think you're probably right on the Death Stranding two fronts. I think that his project with Microsoft that was announced. I think, in my opinion, a bit too early. I think it's going to be an absolute fuster cluck of an experiment out of the mind of Hideo Kojima, and it'll probably be ten years too early. Um, similar to his thoughts on, like, I'll I'll stand by this. The Phantom Pain is one of the most forward-thinking games you will ever play. Uh, it's we're only still start we're copying it even to this day of gameplay mechanics and ways of uh, ways of playing a game and discovery that whole like you know what it's just a sandbox go discover stuff like I'm not saying it didn't exist before then but Kojima done it in a way which has influenced video game and people don't give that the credit it deserves of how forward thinking it is and um, the way he th- thinks about Death Stranding of you if enough people build a bridge in the game there will be a bridge in the game if enough people go through this path then there will be footprints there it's only now that other games are starting to tap into some of that and i'm not saying kojima's the first to do it similar to the phantom pain but i think this concept of people have done this before community has engaged in this particular digital environment and the lasting effects of that interaction are there i think that's going to bleed into games more and more and more the fact that um like uh, souls games do this so well right when you have a certain metric that will show you a past player who may have died in that particular area or doing that Kojima's on to something, and so is Souls uh, when they come up with that. Again, being very forward-thinking. I, uh, my prediction, the next five years, that's going to be a gameplay mechanic we're all very familiar with. Moles, what would you like to see our boy Kojima do next? What would I like to see him do would be a Metal Gear game, but I don't think it's ever going to happen again. I think that ship has sailed, but I would like him to do a Metal Gear game in all but name. Oh, what? Just like call it, I don't know. Something else. Bronze. 
bronze iron uh, spring se- iron spring love it iron spring that something. actually sounds like a dope title <laughs> something iron yeah, spring just something wacky some infiltrator person special ops something or other with a hint of death stranding in there as well because you know he does these wacky things um what do i think he's gonna do is death stranding 2 or something completely way out there that everyone's gonna go what the fuck is this to begin with <laughs> I'm right. sure it will be that <laughs> and then there'll be a director's cut a year or so later where people go ah, that's actually alright now that's what I think yeah I'm still like I can appreciate art okay we can all step back and appreciate art I appreciate Death Stranding for what it tries to achieve but it's still a walking simulator at its core um, and no amount of like cool Hideo Kojima-ness around it is going to change there was, there was that, a, unfortunately. There was a game on, I do, I believe it was PS2. He didn't write it. He was a producer of it called Zone of the Enders. Very, yes. Very Japanese. Basically an man- anime movie, yeah. wasn't it? There, there, there it. was yeah, an anime for it as well. Flying around in giant mechs, messing stuff up. It was a Beautiful. bit like Gundam, wasn't it? It was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Maybe they'll bring that back. If he's got the ability Konami, to do though, it. Ain't it. Yeah. But again, you're like it's similar to any sort of um Dynasty Warriors sort of game, right? You don't have to call it Dynasty Warriors and it's still a Dynasty Warriors game, Futuristic right? You can just call it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, nah, good good shouts. And anyone listening, uh tweet to us, Grey Fox Plays, what would you like to see Hideo do next? Uh, just a round off news. Overwatch two. Um god damn it. When Overwatch One came out, I hated it. I never even played the game. Why did I hate it? Because every form of media outlet to do with video games was talking about how much they loved Overwatch. And I was like, Oh god damn it, the sequel's back. But it's had a bit of a janky launch, hasn't it? Uh from what I hear, the servers are basically with DDoS attacked on day of release mm. so nobody could get on was it people uh, just trying to log in no, <laughs> no it was just, <laughs> apparently it was a targeted attack to try to take it down on the release date it was Fortnite, wasn't it that's who it was probably it. Fortnite players yeah, yeah there'll be a documentary called eat the rich yeah. about <laughs> or cod wars yeah they're all but I, they're all, they're I tell all you, the funny the funny the funny stat i mean i'm going to take this off piece but the funniest thing that i heard about news of overwatch 2 yes poor players i'm sure it'll be great when you get on it but you, you just gotta get over this starting period um was that apparently when it came out a tweet that said a porn animator had got the models of the characters got more likes than the announcement of the game (laughs) (laughs) there's always a porn ai of everything yeah so they're having a good time i mean to be fair it did it was very very well received via the critics i don't know if (laughs) <laughs> the porn probably uh, IGM porn style um, no the actual game Overwatch got so much loving from the critical world and it's similar films right if I keep being told by critics you're going to love this you should play it you should watch this you sh- why aren't you watching this you're scum for not watching it in fact you're the idiot for not enjoying this thing I'm instantly like I ain't I ain't touching this I'll, I'll come on this in my own time um, you know and uh, and I never bothered and, and I think it's a similar story although it's free to play now isn't yeah, yeah. It? they've made it like yeah, a completely free to play thing. it's basically it's 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 a weird one to call it Overwatch 2 because it is basically Overwatch 1 with additional characters so it's 1.5 yeah but they they actually shut down the Overwatch 1 servers and opened up new servers for Overwatch 2 it was a bit of a strange thing um, but the game is fun I've played the original Overwatch a bit it is very fun it's a lot better with friends because you have an actual team. You need to make sure you've got the right balance of different characters, a tank, a support, the DPS. Um, but it's just not for me. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's move on. Um, just to round off news, two more pieces. One, uh, we talked about it uh, in the last pod, is that during the Nintendo Direct that was going to be happening last Thursday, there was a trailer for Mario. It's to do with movies and Mario. We like that little guy. What was our take on hearing Chris Pratt's Mario for the first time? No. <laughs> <laughs> to the point. Not, not my Mario. Hashtag, Hashtag not my, my Mario. Mario. I look I've got to say that it doesn't sound too horrific in context um although you ever watched Bob's Burgers no all right so it's an animated tv show on uh, you can watch it on Disney plus it's voiced by John H Benjamin the guy who voices Archer they even do a riff on it in an episode of Archer where Archer becomes Bob in Bob's Burgers anyway his wife uh the character Bob's wife uh, is a very annoying voice lady who in one episode talks about going to the Mushroom Kingdom and literally says the words, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. So everyone is taking that oh. and lacing it over and she does a better Mario than Chris Pratt does as a result <laughs> of this. Um, but Jack Black as Bowser is fucking he inspired looked amazing. Yeah. Honestly, they, it looked great and it sounded great for Jack Black's bit. Chris Pratt, like I say, I, I grew up with the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, so I want mine Italian-American. Bob Hoskins or nothing? No, no, not Bob Hoskins. I want Captain Lou Albano. He is my Mario. Talking about pizza power. Gotta get that pasta power, baby. I I want <laughs> Italian-American Mario. Exactly. I love it. Right. Here's the thing with me. right? You, you have an iconic character who has had a voice for a very long time. Okay. <laughs> Very long time, decades. Yeah, but how do you do like a ninety-minute dialogue movie where it doesn't sound offensive? With that's, that? He's a very talented voice actor. The the guy, no, honestly, <laughs> the guy that does it. I know he is, but like, <laughs> I, I agree. It sounds it sounds great as little catchphrases, but like a genuine, genuine, like it's a me, it's a Mario. Like imagine just, that, just ninety yeah, minutes. Yeah, but you could dial it dialogue. down a bit. Just dial it down. Yeah. A bit. Yeah, we I know, know. You, could, you could make it work. We, make Mario it. is an Italian plumber, right? That's the character, okay? Yeah. He's had Italian a, American, Italian American. There's loads of different versions of his backstory. I don't think there's ever been a proper one. But, it's like the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I would love it if during the film, every time Mario gives his backstory in the film, it's a different one, just to fuck with people's Fine, heads. whatever. Mario has a voice. I think okay. I think Charlie Day as Luigi is going to divide people. I love Charlie Day. I think he's got an amazing voice. I don't think it's right for Luigi because it's going to really divide people. I just think that I'm looking forward to it. Your... I love it. I love Charlie Day though. I love Always Sunny. So I That's think it's you and me have both got a predisposed thing to love. Yeah. Him. So it's 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 going to be interesting. Miles is literally like, like, hashtag not, not my Mario. Mario. Like, you can't just. <laughs> change an iconic character i mean when the sonic films come out it's fair enough okay sonic has had different voices through the years and whatever he's always had a similar presentation yeah Yeah. they've always had that kind of you know kind of spin on sonic fine Mm. they nailed it with the films by the way tip top yeah but then you've got mario and he's just it's just a guy it's yeah what are you what you doing just just a little Put something in there, recast, whatever. Don't care, but not my Mario. Did we need to get? I'm, I'm with you, right? You can't do 90 minutes of absolute crackers because it's just going to be 
way out there. So tile it down a bit, put a, give them a bloody accent, whack some catchphrases in there that we all know and love. Jobs are good. Sold. <laughs> Chris Pratt's just walked into the sound booth. Hi, I'm Chris Pratt. Done. <laughs> I'm Troy. Yeah, it's like, oh, who cast uh, that? Well, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. But hey, let's let's let's. Uh, to be fair, they called it a teaser. It was two minutes thirty seconds long. Like kids, what's a teaser nowadays? For me, that was anyway. Let's see where it goes for that. Just to round it off, one of uh, one of uh, kind of Mario adjacent. He's friends with him. They've done games together. They went to the Olympics together. Him and Sonic, um, Sonic Frontiers. I know none of us are too jazzed about this game that's coming out. Although apparently it's coming out very very soon. Uh, a week after launch is going to be an exclusive crossover event with the people of Monster. Monster Hunter. Uh, this is going to be very interesting. Um, I think this just means outfits and some bad guys going to look like monsters from the I game. I had right? a quick look about this because I didn't know this at all until you messaged about it in that it'd be on the dock. Um, it looks like it is just a, a bit of a gear from the game, some Rathalos gear, I believe. And you'll also get a special mini game where you can spit roast some meat. That... that that sounds like all it's going to be. <laughs> well, enjoy your spit roast, my enjoy. friend. I mean, they've made it. They're making it out to be like a big thing. Monster, um, Monster Hunter seems to just have this thing, thing where it just mash, it mixes with everybody. They've had crossovers with The Slice. Witcher, with uh, Horizon, with Final Fantasy. They just mix with anybody and everybody. Well, that explains why that movie was bloody terrible. I know why, because it was bloody Paul Wes Anderson. Or Paul, not Paul Wes Anderson, Paul W. Anderson. Very similar names, obviously. Um, the guy who keeps casting his wife in everything and ruining the Resident Evil franchise. You know anyway, who would be a great lead horse. for this film? My wife. My wife. Yeah. Hey, get her on set. Hey, get with my wife. Everyone, get with my wife on this film. Anyway, sorry. I just find it's weird. I'd like, like, you must be so secure in your relationships. Be like, you know what? I'd really want to see someone kiss my wife. <laughs> That's, I think that will make this scene even better. Um, anyway, moving on from that. Um, that's it for news that's fit the print, unless Hemming, unless you've heard anything that we've not covered. I have no real further news of note other than just to say <laughs> Plague Tale Requiem is coming out next week, and I am looking forward to that. Fantastic. Well, we're entering the... I mean, Mikey, stay behind your sofa, my friend, for a long time, because we're about to enter the survival horror pathion uh, for next gen over the next few months. We've got Calypso Protocol. I call it Calypso Protocol. I can't remember what's actually called. Calisto. Um, no, Calypso. Calypso's better. Um, we've also got Resident Evil 3 coming out. We've got Dead Space Remake, uh, you know, as well as... Um, oh, what's it? I think it was that game you just mentioned. Um rough um there's so much scorn is coming scorn? Up soon yeah well. i keep seeing about that but i don't know what it really is it looks creepy and i'm down yeah exactly um so yes what a time to be a survival horror fan not to mention the dlc for resident evil village aka resident evil village gold edition so lots to be had but gentlemen i know we're at an hour but i i can't help but want to do it moles what time is it time for the wheel Yes, that is it. We have a number of topics. So in the last pod, I've got to say, she's running a little dry after the amount of times we spin it. I guarantee it'll only be one spin this time. We've got a number of topics where uh, picked at random. We've had no time to prepare. And here we go. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Oh. Right. My gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> Video game soundtracks that Will Smiths. Dot dot dot. 
Can you elaborate what you mean? <laughs> the slap. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so pick uh, pick video game soundtracks uh, which uh, are original to the game, uh, which are fantastic. Um, hey, I meant we mentioned it to begin with, so it's a very easy one to throw in. Uh, any Mario soundtrack is banging. Uh, one Up Superstar is absolutely beautiful, um, and there's so many covers of it as well. Uh, and anything off of that. Um, the Galaxy, you know, the Galaxy what, soundtrack is incredible. Fully orchestral, beautiful music. Oh, my God, it is, isn't it? Um, now, you said Galaxy and the Guardians of the Galaxy video game that came out last year, which, by the way, no one is talking about, is free on PlayStation Plus right now. If you have not played that game and you have a passing interest in Marvel, please play this. It is actually really, really good. Give it a go. Moles, give it a go. Hashtag uh, not my MCU. Uh, as part of that game soundtrack it's an absolute banger but as part they've now star lord has had a number of various origin stories in comic book form the movies has just taken one version of that and they've done a different version of this of his origin story in the video game i don't want to spoil it but his name star lord comes from his favorite band he used to listen to growing up in the late 80s early 90s i think they pushed it more towards early 90s because otherwise he'll be in his fucking 40s now not in his 30s um so that's why they're they're they're, they're steering it more towards that but anyway they've made a fictional band called star lord and they've interspliced the tracks of this fictional band in the soundtrack and it's an absolute classic set of bangers and actually the star lord band i have to say i listen to a lot it's as if metallica and bon jovi had a baby and it's something so i mean moses look at like i need to validate this look it up the bands i think the band is actually called star lord yeah yeah. they've got some amazing tracks on there i I know you've listened no no one of my favorite things of the past few years little uh little moments in games is that when you first control young Star-Lord, he's sat in bed listening to the cassette of the album, and you can legitimately sit there and just listen to the entire album if you want to. It'll just scroll yeah. through, and you can uh, open up the insert of the cassette tape and read the lyrics. It's amazing. such a cool little mechanic. I love that. Yeah, that that, that original like soundtrack is brilliant, oh, yeah. those songs. Oh, yeah. Um, off for that uh, we've talked about it in the past Hemming I know you went to go see them live mm. the guys have done the soundtrack to Control um, oh my god like yeah. it's just pure the old gods of Asgard grabs you by the balls you know <laughs> that kind of metal I love it they are awesome uh, I'm going to stop doing a Kevin uh, Keegan impression now um, Hemming where's where's your head going with this Mate, of uh, soundtracks that slap video game soundtracks is kind of right up my field I love music from video games it is underappreciated people don't like it they try to pretend that it's not very good but you know a lot of it is some of it's crap it's like real music it's just music yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um i the final fantasy soundtracks are just amazing some of the best stuff i've seen them live uh london philharmonic orchestra playing the stuff oh my god that it was amazing. incredible um did you cry when they played uh what's her name mary's death thing? they didn't play that one it's too it sad, was too sad. <laughs> they, they didn't want to bring cry. everybody down uh, but they played, like, it was mainly Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy VI. So they played Terror's theme from Final Fantasy VI, and that's one that always... That's that's a tearjerker right there. Um, but aside from that, I love the, the Nier soundtrack and Nier Automata. The music in there is oh, incredible. Yeah. It's really industrial. It's got a lot of weird, like, robotic clunks and clicks in it. But love. then a melodic undertone throughout. And 
all of the lyrics for all the lyrical songs are sang in a completely made-up language. They created a language that kind of sounds a bit like French, a bit like German, and just went with it. And sort of the Song of the Ancients is like an iconic piece of music. Hey, they, if it was good enough for the opening ceremony for the Japanese Olympics, it's good enough for me. Speaking of um, where my head's going with some of those bits, I have to say I listen to it on a regular basis, especially with my kids. They love it as well. Astro's Playroom. Um the entire soundtrack is amazing. SSD is such a banger. It was like Daft Punk wrote it. SSD. SSD. Oh, my God. And even like just the intro music of Astro. Um, I, I could listen to that all goddamn day. I'm promising myself now I'm not going to talk about the Streets of Rage soundtrack because we talk about that on every podcast. But that is also very <laughs> banging as well. I'll, I'll drop one more before I go. Fury. the Fu- Have you ever heard of a game called Fury? Yes, never played it. Look out for the soundtrack. It is brilliant. Sort of electro, techno music. Nice. And like it's Doom. Great. Like, the, like the, the modern versions of Doom have the most meta... It either seems to be... Oh, and Hellsinger. It's I either- just played Hellsinger. Fletman L yeah. talking about metal music. That is incredible. All original music made for the games. Oh. Nice, nice. Mosey, where's your head at? Well, I was going to mention Final Fantasy until Hamming did, because they always oh, have it great. I remember... Back. Devil May Cry have always a yeah. banging, banging soundtrack. Wipeouts, they always have good ones. Yes. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. original music, but they were always had some not, great tracks. Not always, yeah. Tony. Alex the Kid Soundtracks that aren't original music or potentially were original music for the game, the Tony Hawk series. Mm. Oh my god, yeah, Tony Hawk. I mean, yeah, like I say, that's all licensed music. But still, if you're gonna put together a collection of songs, I I grew up on like them. Tony Hawk, SSX and FIFA soundtracks. Yeah, Goldfinger owe Activision money. Yeah, they honestly right. do. the amount of concerts that they do where it's just like literally the font of the poster will be Tony Hawk's and it'll be come see Goldfinger play Superman dot 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 from Tony Hawk's (laughs) (laughs) oh you just reminded me of the like when you're saying about that Molsey uh, the Need for Speed soundtracks so I think it was uh, Need for Speed Underground 2 when you just turned it onto the menu and the first time it would just be boom 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 I was like, oh, yes, let's go. Can you keep doing that, please, Hemi? I just want to listen to that all day. <laughs> Three, six, nerd. No, I'm not going to go through the whole song. Nah. Well, I was about to go, I can't stop this feeling. <laughs> 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 oh, what a remix that would be. Uh, speaking of remixes, uh, unintentional soundtracks that seem to bang as well. DJ Hero. Um, yeah. When they just, they, there's some decent cuts of when it's just like, I was playing it once and there's this guy called Girl Talk who I think must have been a consultant on this game. He's general gimmick is he takes 10 seconds of any song because that's in that's under fair use basically you're allowed to use 10 seconds of someone's media um and not pay them for it under the under this fair use law it's questionable and he's been sued several times but he keeps getting away with it he takes 10 seconds of songs and splices them together and loops and does really cool things and his his albums are absolutely intense and there's one particular song which is cut and spliced into dj here i think it's is anyway and like i can't tell you all the songs that are in it because there's literally like 100 songs will be in this like 
three minute thing but it just starts putting together this beat of ho 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 it's magic with gold digger and it just works it just sounds so amazing um and uh yeah that 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 absolutely slaps um I'm going to bring up the only VR game I've ever played and want to own and want to purchase a VR machine purely for this, Beat Saber. Yeah. All, the, all the music's in that. I mean, that's kind of cheating now using rhythm games because they've all got great music. I, I, have an, I have another one. The more I sit here, the more I'll think. Uh, Katamari Damacy. It's right. a bizarre soundtrack, but it's brilliant. Uh, have you ever... Have, do you guys know Katamari? I, no, I, I've got to be honest. No, I, I, I thought it said Calamari. No, so um, Katamari Damacy, I won't go too deep into it because it's a bizarre story you are the prince of the cosmos your dad has destroyed the universe you're putting it back together again by rolling a sticky bowl over objects and picking it up whilst a just like tidying my room <laughs> basically yes whilst a bizarre soundtrack's going on in the background with a load of pac-man noises because it's a capcom love game. it speaking of bizarre noises i've talked about this game too much recently but tetris connect Tetris effect. Oh, Tetris effect. Connect. Tetris effect. Yeah. Yep. Oh my days! Oh, I don't know if that was original was. music for it. It, it was. was. Oh well, then I need to get on that playlist because there is space. It's better than meditation, to be honest. I will listen uh, yeah, to that absolutely. song from the first level just so many times. It's yeah, it's yeah. so soothing. Nice, nice. Um, I know it's been a whistle stop one, but I is there anything else that we cover? Or have we covered the topic? I, I think unless moles, you've got some more there. I have not got anything like He's out. He's tapping out. Okay, so if you want to tap in, uh, let us know your favourite video game soundtracks. That Will Smith's dot, 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 hashtag slaps. Um, and get in contact with us on the pod in general, on Twitter, at GreyFoxPlays. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to this pod. If you've liked what you've been listening to, then maybe, just maybe, you maybe want to stick around. Click on that like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is. That means that you get more content from Grey Fox Plays. I'd like to thank the man who has managed to guide two posts to a Champions League win, the Zidane Zidane of trophies, Alex Hemming. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And a man who, if I get in his way again, he'll chuck my fucking Jacobs off. Jonathan Mulls. Yes, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> a good day. 